When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal and Andy Rampernard. A lot of stuff coming up. Uh, was it dangerous, Dave, now? Or is it still darkness? Or is he dangerous yet? He's been dangerous for a long time. He's got 15 kids. That's true. <laughs> He's very dangerous. <laughs> darkness, Dave, will be our guest coming up. Also, of course, car selling secrets in the second hour. We'll be right back with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Ladies and gentlemen, Walls Automotive Group, Walls.com, and Doug Sprinthal. Ho, ho, ho. You call me? Yo. You ho. We are collecting for the United States Marines Toys for Tots drive. We're really excited about this. Stop into any Walzer store, including our ancillary businesses, which are the five body shops, Collision and Glass, even the rental company, and uh, there are toy drop-off spots for Toys for Tots. Our, our employees really get behind this. You'll see a lot of stuff that they've got under the trees for these kids. I think the last day to drop them off is either the 16th or the 17th. I've been meaning that to look that up for several days and fail miserably, but... Um, if you're a day late, we'll get them to the Marines and to the right kids anyway. It's a great thing to do. The need is bigger this time of the year because of all the crazy stuff that's going on. So if you are in a position where you can give a little something to uh, needy children, we would really appreciate it. That is a magnificent ad right there, Buster. I know. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. We're rocking out. Doot, doot, doot. Let me know when he's ready. Okay, we decided to change your name from Darkness Dave to Dangerous Dave. What do you think? 
I like the sound of that, man. It shows that I've, I'm able to do more than just talk about the paranormal and strange things. So today I came to talk about cults. <laughs> All right, works for me. Nothing less strange than a cult. Yeah, it's cult. Right. Yeah, they're they're wonderful. No question about it. You know, I have a question because her following is kind of cult like. I have to ask you guys a question. Mm-hmm. You know Taylor Swift. Not yep. personally. Is she an automaton? Is she a human? She doesn't. Have you ever looked at her? She look, does look weird. She looks like an automaton. She looks like she might be a robot. No, is it automaton or automaton? I think it's automaton. Oh, is it a automaton? Uh, th- well, it could be a automaton. I assume so. It could be a But tomaton. you're right. She does look otherworldly. Let's yeah, put I mean, it that look way. Look at this yeah. picture. That does not look like a living human. Yeah, it, it, she almost looks like she's had work done already, and she's, I don't think she's <laughs> 30, 12. is she? Yeah, I don't think she is either. I don't know. I mean, nothing against her. It just, you know, she just got that look in her eye like, I'm not even in here. Yeah, I can't she's rip part it of the. She's part of the pilot program of the alien-human hybridization. Is she a serpent? Is she a serpent? That's what I want to know. I just love the fact that they would cut, in the old movies, they would cut somebody's face open and they'd have, like, serpentine, a serpent face in there behind it. Mm-hmm. Was that supposed to be possessed by the devil or something? Yeah. The serpent body or whatever? I never understood it. Did you guys see it? I think it was in, was it St. Anthony, Minnesota? I think it was St. Anthony, where a woman, well, they don't know if it was a woman or a man, put notes in everybody's, uh, everybody's mailbox saying, your Christmas lights are very offensive to people who don't celebrate Christmas. I did see that, and I saw the... the was it in St. Louis Park? Are they it, Saint, it Saint was St. Anthony, Anthony. It yeah. was, yeah. And I, I saw on the national news a similar story, but it had a much better ending. Oh, did they? There was they a, a, the no, a black family had a, a blow-up inflatable black Santa in the front yard and got a note from an anonymous neighbor saying, this is blah, 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 blah. And he was kind of freaked out and started telling his neighbors about it. The whole block went out and bought black Santa Clauses. Good move. Yeah, it was great. Love it. That's how you need to treat these people. This person, man or woman, it didn't say who it was, said that people are deeply offended by their Christmas decorations and not everybody celebrates Christmas and you should have some respect. for. Why why shouldn't they have respect for you then? If I respect them, why don't they respect me and let me have a nice holiday, right? We need a new country for people like that. We'll call it miserable land. Yeah, miserable. You should move to miserable land. And I'll close with I think with that the... already exists, Doug. It's known as North Dakota. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ooh, shots fired. I lived there once. I lived there twice, actually. I lived in North Dakota twice. Both times I had been fired from my job, so I had to move out of the state for a while and let things simmer down. I rest my case. <laughs> I saw, yeah, there you I, go. Dave, I'll tell you, I've told this story before, but not to you. I saw the weirdest thing in my life ever in North Dakota. We were coming back from a summer vacation, had just crossed over the border on 94 from uh, Montana, so we're heading east. 10 o'clock in the morning, raining fairly heavily, probably 15 miles till the next exit and five behind, the other exits five miles behind us. Coming at us in the breakdown lane is a guy with a mask over his face oh. running, hmm. carrying, pulling a rickshaw. Where was this? North Dakota, 10 in miles North from the Montana Dakota. border. Okay. I looked at Sarah, and it's 10 in the morning. I'm like, what in the hell was so that? that like nice, and, road? It's nice and flat, so it's good brick well, shot. Not, not in the western side of North Dakota. No, it's, it's fairly hilly out there. I thought North Dakota was all flat. Well, nope. once you get towards Montana, it starts. you get the rolling uh, hills before you get up Teddy to the Roosevelt and uh, out, out there by Dickinson, Teddy Roosevelt National Park. Mm-hmm. A lot of mountains out that way, Andrew. Uh, kind of tough road to hoe that's all i'm saying so darkness what's happening with you 
Well, you know, I mean, with all the fun that's going on in our world and nobody able to go out and do anything, we've been watching a lot of uh, programming and trying to find something that's different. You know, I, I really wanted to take a step up from the Joe Exotic side of entertainment and uh, find something that would engage my mind a little more. And I actually watched a series of documentaries I thought you would have an interest in. And at first glance, it would seem these are radically different, but when you boil them down, it's really interesting to see how they play up. The documentaries are called The Vow, which is an inside look into the Nexium organization. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, right. Then uh, the follow-up to that is called Seduced, which is uh, produced by Catherine Oxenberg and her daughter, India, who India was a part of the Nexium cult, uh, part of that Nexium uh, organization, and it's her story. Um, I, I always, I'm going to tell you straight up, they're both really intriguing, but watch The Vow first, and then uh, you could tell that they created that before India was able to free herself from this cult and reveal even more devastating information about this psychopath, um, you know, Keith Raniere that, that ran it. But then there's another documentary that exists on HBO Max as well called um, Heaven's Gate, the oh, cult yeah. of all cults. <clears throat> and I'm fascinated, as you are, Tom, I know you love to look into different things of what makes people tick. Why do they make certain decisions right. and choice? right. And you think, well, these people have got to be lunatics, you know, that you join these organizations and, and get wrapped up. But watching the, the vow in the first episode, as you watch it play out, you realize what it is, is really a self-help organization. And I thought to myself, boy, I could easily see myself becoming involved in a cult like this, because, you know, I, I've always been about that. I've gone to um, many different motivational speakers through the years and have bought books and, and recorded, uh, you know, CDs and such to listen to. Um, so I could see myself getting into this, but you, you notice that even in Heaven's Gate, as looting as it sounds, this UFO cult, you realize that what the people were really trying to do was create a life, a utopian-style life that was devoid of labels, devoid of preconceived notions and concepts, and it was really people just wanting to better themselves, and then how the wheels slowly start to come off of the cart uh, on both of these cases, and, and you start to peel back that layer and see the lizard underneath the leaders of both of these uh, cults. Um, but it's, it's pretty stellar, and, and you would think, again, people that join cults are weak-minded, stupid, um, easily broken or damaged people. That's why Don't the be talking about the Republicans act. that way. Yeah, there <laughs> they actually, you go. They're going for the intelligent people. They're going for people that would make a mark. They would want a Tom Bernard over, uh, you know, your local schmo because you, you have influence. Name. You have stature. That's what they would see. Oh, yeah, that, yeah that makes sense. And that's weird to consider, right, because you would think, no, they're just going for broken, you know, people with mommy and daddy problems and sure. and that yep. situation but they weren't it was it was something totally different which is really kind of chilling when you when you break down these stories i have a question for everybody here would you join a cult that was named after a pain medication it's a antacid oh it's an antacid nexium's an antacid yes it is <laughs> i'm gonna join the antacid crowd yeah it's i don't know why they did that that's weird which came first i wonder well, his, he was originally part of a multi-marketing program in the 90s, um, and then Nexium, 
the initial iteration of it was executive success programs. And then, you know, in these, like Tony Robbins programs, he'll oh, have yeah. yep. the Tony Robbins programs, and then he has different offshoots that, you, you know, like the, the Firewalker seminars and yeah. you do these yep. different things. So Nexium, I think, became eventually an umbrella over all of these different aspects of what he was mm. doing. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable that people want Why the need for, for call? You know, here's what I love. All of these people now, there's no God. What are you joining a religion for? You should join a cult. <laughs> like, what's the difference? Other than the religions well, religion, don't beat you to death. Are, yeah, religions are a better organized cult. Absolutely. Right? Before people start sending me hate mail, I don't mean that in a derogatory sense, Sarah's but you're, <laughs> you're, you're making donations, you're giving of your time, you're all of one mind, of a better future, of, of following a specific leader. Um, you know, so there's there's a different aspect. We just don't put them under the same title of cult. But when you look at the definition of the word cult, all religions fall underneath that umbrella of, of cults. You know, I mean, there's, um, there's another documentary called The Alabama Snake, and it's all about the uh, Apple, or the, not Appalachians, uh, maybe that is what it is. It's, it's all of these um, cults that would use serpents. They would take up serpents or drink uh, poison in order to prove their worth to God because they had faith enough in God oh, that they could take up oh. serpents to not worry about their own death. Eek. Hmm. Uh, right. Got, is it a good time to take a little break here? We uh, take take a break for a couple minutes. Can, can you stay another segment, Darkness? I'm, I'm here as long as you want me. I like it, man. It's the Darkness Dave Hour with the family. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard with the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski, who just so happens to be a very good friend of mine. If you're trying to get me to give you some shots on the golf course next time, it's not going to work, Tom. Well, it was worth a shot. So, from refinancing your home to small business loans or just a new checking account, you are a locally owned community bank. So what does that mean to folks listening, Michael? We take pride in individually crafted and customized solutions for your business with quick response times to all our customers, Tom. If you're tired of talking to pre-recorded voices and the wait times that can be forever, we answer the phone in Roseville, Edina, Hastings, Woodbury, and Shoreview. Plus, if it's important for your banker to know who you are, that's us, because we're your neighbor. So you're easy to find in a place people can trust. I learned that from personal experience, you know. Next year, I'll give you a couple shots on the front nine. Well, who am I to say no? Why not bank with my family's banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. By now, you've all heard me talk about MyPillow and how it's literally changed my life. My friend Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, fit me for my very own MyPillow, and I haven't stopped raving about them since. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape. Made in the USA. If you don't have a MyPillow or know someone who doesn't, now is the time. Because for a limited time, Mike is offering his premium MyPillows, yes, the one that started it all, for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more, by the way. Folks, now is the time to buy. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, but they are the best Christmas gifts ever. $29.98 for a queen-size premium MyPillow. Buy now, and Mike will extend his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. 
Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Square and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. We are back at it, ladies and gentlemen, our special guest, Darkness Dave. We're talking a little cult action. We're talking about serpent people. I'm feeling like a moron because I've just been eating gummy bears and watching Bob's Burgers. Sitting at home. <laughs> a lot of at-home I time. I love that show. Bob's Burgers. Oh, God, it's so fun. Andy Kindler is one of the voices on Bob's Burgers. Yeah, I he's love Mort. Andy. Yeah. <clears throat> he plays Mort, right, exactly. Just a great guy. Wonderful. But guy. I like the mom and Teddy. They're my favorite characters. Who is the mom? I can't, I can't remember. Let's see here. I don't remember. Darkness, have you seen Coda yet? Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. Sorry. Did we lose him? I don't think so. Hello, who is it? He's never Hello. lost. There oh, he is. there you are. Okay. I could... Yep. So, I, I, have you seen Coda yet? No. What is Coda? The Godfather Part 3 redo. Wait, what? They re-edited the movie. They re-edited it and then deleted deleted some scenes from it and added a couple of scenes to it. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Where, where can you see that now? Um, That's a good question. It's a, you, you can get a digi- digital. Uh, was avail- available starting on Tuesday. So I don't know, is it Hulu or one of those sites? Andy will probably be able to find it. Is it, is it worth the, the rewatch? Does it make it seem a little bit more cohesive? Tim Lammer said it, he he really liked it. Although he had, he and I and Candace got an argument because I'm almost certain when Sofia Coppola gets shot, she goes, "Dad, Dad." But they claim that she's saying "Dad." Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like Dad. You can buy it on YouTube, Google Play, Vudu, Amazon Prime, or iTunes. And of course, they're all two ninety nine except for iTunes, which is three ninety nine. It's only two ninety nine. Well, it's just a, it's a re-edit of a movie. I mean, well, I mean, but yeah, I would think it'd draw some people in. I would, I would guess. I don't know. I mean, The Godfather Three wasn't exactly popular to begin with. No, that's true. It was the least popular of all of them by well, a lot. I think this is the way we're going to see yeah, a well. lot of entertainment as long as this COVID thing continues. Is we're going to see people re-examining some of these movies. You know, like you've certainly got the Snyder cut of mm-hmm. Justice League. That's that's finally going to see the light of day on HBO Max, and uh, they're going to do rework it. And now they're even talking about launching off of that movie to continue the DC universe. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised to see more of these specialty cuts of movies the way you know either the directors or uh, producers originally envisioned them before Hollywood got in, because yeah. there's really not much that you. I mean there. They're getting an entire new Justice League movie for like a $30 million investment, which sounds heavy, but to do a brand new version of the movie that's four hours long and will be parceled into four different you know, uh, hour-long projects, it's, it's ingenious and it's a cheap way to kind of reinvent the programs that you already own copies of. That's pretty good, too, if you cut it into four, four sections like that. Go three ninety nine a piece. You just made yourself, uh, you know, sixteen bucks. I like it. <laughs> no, I mean, I'd... multiplied. It's going to come out pretty well for people, though. I think that's yeah. going to be for HBO uh, set. You know, which is weird because you, Disney. I don't know if you guys saw this, but when Disney launched at the same time HBO Max launched, Disney it went up over fifty million subscribers, and HBO Max is, I think, at like six million. 
Oh, okay. So I think that's why they're locking in all these deals now where, uh, was it Warner Brothers, just said that they're going to be releasing all of their 2021 slate on HBO Max as well as uh, in the theaters to try to maximize the effect and impact of their dollars spent. I have a question for Doug. Do you think if they came out with a Disney automobile, people would buy it just because it has the name Disney on it? Well, if we let nine-year-old girls drive, yeah, I'd probably well, be a big definitely. seller. But seriously, you put the name Disney on something, it sells immediately. That's true. Yeah, they really built, Talk about building a brand. Walt Disney, baby. Although, let me warn uh, people out there, do not put in D-I-Z anyway because it's a porn site, apparently. I've not been on it, but apparently they tell me it's a porn site. D-I-Z anyway. Well, it's Disney, isn't it? No, not the same. That was a good. I tell you what. Oh, go ahead. I thought there really was a vehicle that came out that had some tie to Disney. Oh, really? Not, hmm. not too long ago. I, there's been a few different vehicles that have come out from time to time that are limited release, like a, um, J. Yeah. Crew or or things like that, where you see this branding and you're like, "What the heck has that got to do with it?" But I thought there was a vehicle. Nissan that had, some had a. Uh, uh, what are the white? Sold helmeted soldiers in Star Wars. Stormtroopers? Yeah, they had a Stormtrooper Rogue edition last year. Did they? It sold like terribly. Did it? (laughs) Oh, it didn't sell. But you get all this extra stuff with it, like a helmet and a poster, and I don't know, it was goofy. Oh, well. Oh, yeah, well, it's literally just a white rogue. Yeah. Yeah, the Stormtroopers are white and black, but that doesn't mean you see something white and black, you're going to immediately think Stormtrooper. I wouldn't at all. I was, th- I was no, thinking I maybe it had like some sort of special attachments or something that made it look like, but no, it's no. just a white and black rope. Exciting. Yeah, well, somebody at Nissan thought it was a great idea. <laughs> Apparently. Wouldn't that be a cop car? Black <laughs> and white of. automobile would be a cop car, wouldn't it? Kind of. Well, you wonder, though, if it's more of a tie-in, the movie studios helping to promote something like that to... You know, yeah. get the word out, but yeah, I don't know that it'd be enough to make me want for a helmet and a poster to kick in just to get that limited edition. But listen, you, know, you say that, and then you find out people are buying the uh, stage-used version of Harry Potter's wand for twenty-two thousand dollars. That's in an true. It's nuts. So, God, you, you never can tell what people will uh, lay their money into. Yep. Yeah, how about Bob Dylan selling his music for eight hundred million? That was pretty good. I thought it was only three. No, was it only eight? was eight hundred. Yeah, only three hundred. And then uh, Stevie Nicks sold hers for I think she might have been the three hundred million. I think uh, Stevie Nicks might have sold hers for three hundred million. Actually. And Clapton. Had she not had she not released that Christmas song, she probably could have gotten five hundred million. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no back. kidding. Just like a <laughs> wedding. Wedding. The braying goat song may be what broke the back on that deal. I honest to God, I used to know her husband or her ex-husband a long, long time ago. He said she was a piece of work to be married to for a half hour. Oh, I bet that was. <laughs> you had to be married to Stevie Nicks. No. I no, can't I either. I had friends of mine because, uh, you know, in the 70s, mid-late 70s, if you were a 16 through 19-year-old boy, your chances are pretty strong. You either had her poster on the wall or Farrah Fawcett. And I had friends that were just so smitten with Stevie Nicks. I thought to myself, well, she's kind of weird, actually, but I don't know. She has more hit records than I do. I have heard from road managers that she might like a little Corvassier and a little a little nose candy first thing in the morning. Yeah, I think the, the most of those... Or she used to, anyway. 
famous Fleetwood Mac albums were uh, fueled by the Peruvian marching powder, from what I understand. <laughs> you think so? I did like that band, though. I always it's did. a great band. It really is a good band. Mick Fleet was on the KQ Morning Show about 10 years ago. Well, Tom, things are going great. They just filed bankruptcy again. <laughs> Jesus. He's filed bankruptcy like three times. But he's he's such an interesting guy to talk to. He you know he reminds me guy. of Ian Anderson. They're both yeah. kind of the same. Yep. They're they're yep. like wildly famous yep. and completely nonplussed about it. No, they just I think agree. you know life's fun and let's have fun and be funny and that's how God. I wish everybody felt that way. Oh, it's, it's, it's refreshing. It's disturbing, isn't it, to hear how many of these musicians that we assume are making money hand over fist? I. I got the uh, audiobook um thank you mr kibblewhite i think is is the name of it it's roger daltrey's book oh and yeah yep. he walks you through and then admits in the book he did not really start making money off of the who until the 2000s i want you to just think about that oh, started in the 60s and didn't make money officially until the 2000s well you know they played the first time they played tommy was at woodstock and i think for the woodstock gig the who got like four grand really wow. hendrix was the top highest paid guy at woodstock and i think he might have got 10 and then he plays the star spangled banner Which for half just the show beautiful it was an amazing thing it was an amazing thing there's no getting around that uh well remember when tlc came out and they did that waterfalls video and then they all filed for bankruptcy and you realize that all the behind the scenes stories they were talking about the fact that yeah we sold five million copies of our album we had this we had that but we were paid x amount and then out of that we had to pay for the road crews we had to pay for right. the videos we made we had to pay for all these things out of their own cut so by the time they got done with it, they're like, here's how you take a multi-selling uh, album and end up broke. Yeah. And it was really fascinating. And now we're kind of on the other side of things where albums mean nothing to the bands. Road touring is the only way they were making money. So yes. with, with COVID and what's taking place, that's got to be crippling to so many of these uh. bands who their music isn't selling the way it used to because of all the sharing platforms and digital music sources. And... Now they don't even have the ability to the get tour. out there on the road. Okay, I looked up the Woodstock thing, and I'll have a, a quiz for you. Hendrix was the highest paid. Can we he take got, a break He here? got 18 grand. Yeah, let's take a break, and then you can see if you can ace the quiz. We'll see if we can ace don't the quiz. Don't look it up, Dave. Yeah, Dave, don't be no cheating. No cheating. Cheater. How dare you? Cheater darkness. We'll be right back. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Yeah. 
Yeah, we could look it up. I'm pretty sure if I remember right, Bob Dylan did get 800 million, and Stevie Nicks got 300 million, and now David Crosby's going to sell his. He, he's broke apparently. David okay, Crosby so is, yeah. Hendrix was the highest paid. I got that part right. Woodstock performer, 18 grand to headline it. Guess who was the number two? Can I say one thing before we move on? Of course. Mm. Not the David Crosby who owns Pillsbury and General Mills. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> anyway, moving forward. Whoa, whoa. Guess the second highest paid act at Woodstock. After Hendrix? Yep. Richie, airplane. You'll Jefferson never get airplane. it. No, blood, sweat, and tears. Really? Yeah, let me guess. I was going to guess Richie Haven. Yeah. <laughs> the Grateful Dead got 2500 bucks. 2500 Did they show up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They hey, played. They, didn't, they were not in the movies, interestingly enough, but they, they were. Uh, I think that I, was about the time they were just getting going. You know, Santana played there. Yeah, Santana did play there. Tripping you know, his brains out. He says, that's what I heard, yeah. If you've, you haven't lived until you played Woodstock on acid. Well, on acid. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I, I, I do love the fact that uh, half a million people showed up for Woodstock. But so far in my life, I've run into about three billion people that have been there. That's right. If they actually were there, the back row would have been somewhere over in Nova Scotia. Exactly. Everybody was there. I know a couple people that went, and they said it mostly sucked. It was really hard yeah. to hear, and it was miserable, and there was no food, and it rained, and it was muddy. And bugs and everywhere, just, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, I heard it was terrible. What are you going to do? But to see Hendrix play the Star Spangled Banner have been well worth it. That would have been phenomenal. And that was the final day. It was like in the 10 yeah. o'clock in the morning. And it's just yeah, I think it's such right. a great rendition of the, the national anthem. I just love that. Really don't, you, don't you love the fact that uh, sitting front row of Monterey Pop was Mickey Dolenz and Peter Tork oh, of the yeah. Monkees? Yeah. They witnessed Jimi Hendrix and then bring him on the road for their tour. Yep. And <laughs> could you imagine Jimi Hendrix? Opening for the monkeys. For the monkeys. I think they did what, like four. I I think there were three or four gigs, and then the parents (laughs) said, "Um, "Yeah, we're not gonna. You're not gonna be standing next to my 13 year old daughter's fire. (laughs) You're off the tour." He actually he got so fed up because he couldn't. And if you watch any of the footage, it's crazy. It's like the Beatles. You cannot even hear the monkeys singing, Um, but you could hear a pin drop for Hendrix, right? And the whole time, all you can hear is, "We want Davy." We want oh, Davy. God. And Hendrix finally drops his guitar and flips off the audience. Oh. And then just walks off stage, and that was it. That well, was the same thing warm. happened to Prince warming up for yeah. the Rolling Stones. That yeah, did right. not go over very well oh, with the uh, Tattoo You crowd. Wow. Was that really the Tattoo You concert? No, I'm, I'm just sort of making it up. I, I was hoping you wouldn't call oh. me on it. <laughs> I think probably closer to Sticky Fingers. Oh, all been. right. Well, Prince, no. Sticky Fingers was 72. Prince would have been 12 years old then, or 14. And? Yeah. Well, hey, MJ, he's got to start when he was, what, <laughs> six or something? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so. He was about six. Well, sticky, wasn't, I thought Sticky Fingers was right at the beginning of the 80s, wasn't it? No, what was that no, up? 1971 or two. Really? Maybe three. That long ago. Uh, I can't even find what you're talking about. Rolling Stones, Sticky Fingers. Rolling Stones. Yeah, you okay. got to be careful googling Sticky Fingers. It's, you might get a yeah. Betty Crocker yeah. site. Could be, you know, porn. Yeah, you're right. It was uh, the ninth British and eleventh American studio album by the band, released on April 23rd, 1971. Yeah, it was uh, two years after uh, Let It Bleed. I think my favorite Stones era. I did love the Rolling Stones, but I like them most. I liked them best when Brian Jones was still alive. I loved them. Out of Our Heads, I thought it was a phenomenal album. Loved that album. You, you look at, right, I mean, I love the debate is always, 
who's who's the better band, the Stones or the Beatles? There's no and there's debate. A lot to, it's the Beatles. Lot to, you can uh, just hang theater. up if you don't think that's the right answer. <laughs> exactly. If, if we have another right caller, answer. Dave. We'll see you next week. <laughs> I'm a huge Beatles fan, and to me it was always, oh, Beatles, Beatles. But then you realize how the longevity of the Stones and how many hits they continued to make. Yeah. So yeah. if you look at the... Of that aspect of the Rolling Stones, it's it's pretty hard to denounce them. No, they're both great you know? bands, but he, are, here's yeah. my argument. It, when the third best guy in your band is George Harrison, yeah, good you point. got a pretty good band. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. I don't, I'd say you're absolutely right about that. It's I don't know, man. I tell you, well, one thing, Andy has never even heard this story, but the last time I went to see Paul McCartney, uh, we were in front row center. We were like about 20 feet from Paul McCartney the whole time he was playing over at, over at the uh, XL Energy Center. Wow. And basically spent the entire uh, the entire concert <laughs> staring at Catherine. It was just great. <laughs> yeah, at least he's so, got taste. Yeah, but at least uh, the rest of the time I heard, you know what happened when I was there? Yeah, I heard, honey. That's great. Great news. Good for you. Now, he, uh, those guys all put on amazing shows. Ringo is one of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet. Just a great guy. Never got a chance to talk to George Harrison, which made me kind of sad. I always loved him. I, I would have loved to meet any of them, but he would have been the top of my list. One of my favorite George Harrison stories, he was uh, living in London with his wife and had just hired a new, not a housekeeper, but somebody, a domestic employee to work was around this at his castle? Yeah, and a guy <clears throat> breaks in and stabs him. Yeah, yeah. Right? And his wife fights off the stabber. The cops show up, wrestle the guy to the ground. The hospital, the, the ambulance shows up, takes him to the hospital, puts him on the stretcher, and he's wheeling out. He looks at the woman and goes, so how's the first day been so far? <laughs> you know, there's my kind of guy right there. Ugh. That is my kind of guy. I don't know. It's the whole. You know, that every morning, I think I've told you this before, Doug, and Andy knows this for sure, but... For many, many, many years now, in the Golden Valley House and now in the new house, the first thing I see when I w- open my bedroom door and walk out in the morning is the lyrics for Isn't It a Pity. Oh, wow, that's nice. I read it every morning. Before, that's the first thing I read every morning is Isn't It a Pity. Because I do believe it's true. We treat each other like crap, and I wish it wouldn't happen. I have some great George news for you, then. Okay. They are, I'm glad to hear a, it. Uh, He's uh, alive. No, it's not that good. <laughs> Damn it. It's a little more believable. But they are remixing, remastering All Things Must Pass. Oh, what and an they're album. Taking uh, all, I, I hate Phil Spector. I think he uh, ruined that record. <laughs> I, the wall yeah, of sound sounds like the wall of shit to me. Yeah, I so I heard the first... Uh, I think I used to live there. The they wall re- of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody released the first, uh, I don't remember what it was, My Sweet Lord. It was all cleaned up. It sounded mu- It just oh, sounded yeah, yeah. more like a Beatles song. It was much warmer. It wasn't all that background noise. And Yeah. Well, did Phil shoot anybody during the recording? No. Well, he probably threatened to. Probably threatened to shoot him. It's probably he's, true. He's crazy. Uh, yes, I would agree with you. That he Phil's has to be one of the oldest murderers in the world. Because he was seventy, wasn't he? I think he, he was at least he was like in his seventies. But people that old just really don't kill people. That's <laughs> true. You, you didn't hear about that eighty-two-year-old woman then? Uh, guy broke into her house. Twenty-five-year-old guy breaks into an eighty-two-year-old. Well, that's not woman. murder. That's self-defense. Well, they had to save his life because she beat him over the head so hard with a frying pan he almost died. Are you kidding? Oh yeah. Where was that? Uh, it was in Ohio. Okay. Don't break into people's houses. Honestly, guys, she beat him over the head with a pan so hard they had to. <laughs> he was still unconscious when the cops got there. 
they don't be breaking into tough women's houses. No, that's just not generally a good rule. To yeah, live by. It's a really Can you good imagine rule. how people treat him after getting beat up by an 82-year-old? <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine I mean, that? Yeah. You got no cred left after that. So darkness. I hear David, David Spade's going to play him in the Life Story movie. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be fantastic. Um, David d- Boom Boom Spade. Well, he's got the height. Yeah, so that'll be good. He's got the height. Well, he does. I mean, you know. Um, uh, I uh, that email I got from you. You talking about next weekend? Because this weekend I couldn't do it, but next weekend I could. Oh yeah, I'm sure we could figure something out. Okay, I'll reach good. out to our mutual buddy, and we'll. Uh, We'll start the blood flaking and the cult joining right then and there. Mm-hmm. Blood flaking? What's that? I don't know. What is it? What is it? What? He said what? slaking. The what? Blood slaking? <laughs> I'm just what is blood slaking? You drink blood? Yeah. Oh, Obviously, yeah, that's not what we're really going to do because that's too expensive. <laughs> Maybe a nice bottle of red. I already brought up by coincidence in a morning show that I hate vampire movies. I think they're boring. Hmm. First of all, Bella Lugosi came up to me. I'd just punch him in the head. He's an old man. Who cares? <laughs> You know what? Have you ever seen Vampires, John Carpenter's Vampires? Oh, that is pretty good. Actually, it, James yeah. Foot, that's a really clever, well-done, kind of tongue-in-cheek vampire movie that's worth a watch if you haven't seen it. Although I told you what ruined me for Vampires. Forever. It's one of my favorite characters of all time. It ruined me for Vampires, though. Count Floyd on SCTV. <laughs> Count Floyd was a bit, kids, a real scary movie tonight. The Odd Couple. (laughs) (laughs) Very scary vampire right there. I like the Mitch Hedberg joke. I went to a doctor, but all he wanted was my blood. Don't ever go to Dr. Acula. (laughs) Dr. Acula. All right, Darkness, we will stay in touch. Thank you for spending the hour with us. You need to come back and do it, but you got to come in the studio one of these days. I'd love to. Let me know before you head off into the uh, great blue yonder, and I'll be happy to come on in and spend a little time with you guys. Yeah, we maybe. could even go to get. We could even commute. Of course, you'd have to have a mask and ride in the trunk, but I could give you a ride. Yeah, other than that, everything would be good. I could just. I can't. I sketch. I'll just jump on my kid's scooter and hold the bumper. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you guys, that. good plan, especially if it's snowing Perfect. like yeah, mad. No problem. Thanks, darkness. Stay, stay, stay safe, gentlemen, and uh, and we will speak again soon. Sounds great, darkness, Dave. Uh-huh. Ladies and gentlemen. Great television show on the Travel Channel. No question about the Holzer Files. Got uh, tons of radio shows. Got a podcast. He's got it all. Well, I think going. he forgot to mention it's coming back early 2021, by the way. What Holzer is? is? Yeah. Holzer Files? Mm-hmm. Well, they, they released a couple of episodes like about a month ago, didn't they? Uh, it's on break now, but it's going right. to come back. It says just says early 2021. Early so, 2021. A yeah, okay. month or two. Three. We're going to take a break. What do you got coming up here, Dougie? Two guys, the uh, the brains and beauty behind the Face It Foundation. We're going to be talking the men's brains and mental exactly health issues. This is going to be a serious show. So why are you no looking at me around. when you say that? You know I'm looking at you. Nice to God. Okay, before we get to the episode, I went through uh, Spin Dry like eight years ago. And at the end of it, they basically said, you know, you're not addicted to alcohol. You're not an alcoholic. You're crazy. <laughs> So there you have it. Well, I worked in a mental hospital for four years, and that was the technical insider term. What's the matter with this person? Mm-hmm. Well, they're, they're crazy. They're crazy. That's what's the matter with them. We'll take a break. Be right back. Special guest in studio up next.